All right, here's the update for September 2018. What I learned and what went down. So in my last episode, my last recap for the summer, I talked about my system and being more consistent. And you know what? Just the act of saying that out loud reminded me that I didn't want to be one of those people who talks about things that they're going to do and then they don't do it. So that encouraged me to follow my little process, which was to open this little mind map. I use iThoughtsX on Mac and open up that little mind map and just sprinkle things in there along the way, which I did. So there you go, a little self-accountability in process that worked. Now, I may not do these updates forever, but I will continue to do them as long as they are serving me and hopefully serving you. And I heard recently from more than one person that they are. So we'll see what happens. So other things that happened in September that I encountered that I did continued to riff on and learn and probably came up in a number of coaching sessions The Story of You by Steve Chandler and the notion of what story are you telling yourself and what could be different if you change that story. I believe the story is always changeable. I also got a book, another Steve Chandler book called Time Warrior. Fantastic book. All about procrastination, time, how we waste time, how we wait for the perfect opportunity to start, and much in the vein of Jocko Willink and his whole thing around discipline, which is how do you become disciplined? You do it. (laughs) So Chandler's uh, cure for procrastination is to start. Uh, He also has this idea around that he calls blue-collar productivity that I I love. he was said, you know, for if you're a trucker, you know, he's like, you know, do truckers ever have truckers block in the same way that riders have riders block? He's in his now. I suppose truckers take the day off or get sick or whatever, and and don't do their thing. But it's kind of this idea that folks in blue collar jobs they just do those jobs because that's their job, and they don't listen to their emotions quite as much and. If the truck needs to be driven, they drive it. And so what could it look like if we were to approach some of our own work in the same way? Needs to get done? Just do it. Stop thinking about how hard it's going to be or whatever. And just start. And just starting does not mean that you have to accomplish the whole thing. It means that you're starting. You're doing something. Also in this neighborhood of the stories that we tell ourselves, uh, having read that book, having challenged some clients with that notion, just created a, a greater awareness in my own life. I woke up more than one morning with a sense of dread and in a moment of brilliance asked myself, dude, what's the story you're telling yourself? What's the story? You have this dread and and." The interesting thing about dread is that dread is often 
it's usually kind of ambiguous in terms of what it really is. It's not very specific. And so in asking myself, what's the story I'm telling myself? It was, yeah, it was the notion of, well, this isn't going to turn out very well, or I don't have any control over it, or there's nothing I can do, or it was really more of just an unconscious, this isn't going to be good, without really thinking about what I might do to change it. So in a very funny kind of meta way, this episode, well, this episode is several weeks and several weeks late in getting recorded. I tried to record it a couple, a week ago, two weeks ago, actually, before going on a trip. I threw away the first version of it because I just could not get it going. And I was just bound and determined to do it and to keep trying, but I just couldn't get it going. I ate dinner, I ran some errands, and then on the way home, it dawned on me what was going on, that I was telling myself a story. I was telling myself that this trip that I was going on was going to be horrible, that I wasn't going to like it. Maybe it wasn't going to be horrible, but it wasn't going to be fun. It was just going to be a drag. And then this is often where the gremlins swing into play too. Those are the the little guys and gals that like to keep us living in the status quo and just kind of keeping things the way they are, keeping them average, keeping them mediocre. Then I also started to go down the whole path like, well, maybe this podcast isn't really serving anyone and maybe it's stupid and maybe it's all just a waste of time. So yeah, why should I do it? (laughs) And, you know, maybe I've shared everything there is to share. Well, the long story short is I did come home. I did. So I had this epiphany as I was driving home. I did try to record it again and I just ended up throwing in the towel. So here we are a few weeks later, bound and determined. It's like 7.30 at night, which is not my best, most productive time. But I just determined that tonight we are going to record it and get it out the door. So here we are. Another interesting discovery, uh, Rich Litvin, who is the co-author of the book The Prosperous Coach with Steve Chandler. That's how I got on the Steve Chandler kick was I read that book about a year ago and am now in one of Steve Chandler's programs. And so anyway, somehow I got to dig into more Rich Litvin stuff. He's got a bunch of videos on YouTube and stuff around coaching. And he had this fantastic thing around habits. And what habits are you focused on? And are those habits the right habits that if you show up and do them, will continue to build your business? In the context of coaching, building my business means talking to more prospective clients, having that first conversation with people that might be interested in coaching or just might be interested in talking to me for one reason or another. And so making sure those conversations happen. Anyway, Rich has this great idea of color coding your calendar to give you a sense of, are you showing up and doing those activities that are going to propel you forward? I recommend not getting too carried away with this and maybe doing it for two or three weeks, not the rest of the year. So maybe it won't work or maybe it won't fit or maybe you'll want to change it. So I've got a color for perspective client conversations. I have another color, color for business development, networking, uh, just kind of general business building. I have another color for leave the house or leave the office. So maybe it's a doctor's appointment. Maybe I got to pick my son up or something like that. And then another color for actual coaching calls. 
those are building my business. Those are building my skills, um, mastery in this area of coaching. And so that's another thing I want to keep track of is, you know, how many client calls am I doing? So that's really cool because now when I look at my calendar, I can say, oh, wow, in this week I did three prospective client calls or I didn't do any. How could I add one next week? Who could I talk to? So you might want to think about this for your own line of work. What are those skills that if you do them and refine them and polish them and do them on a consistent basis will help move you forward. Is it, you know, I don't know if you're a coder. I don't know how, how do coders sharpen their skills? I would guess they learn new languages. Maybe they read books. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe write lots of code. So maybe a certain number of hours writing new code or something like that. So think again, think for yourself, what's that one thing that you might be able to do 15, 20, 30 minutes a day, maybe even start with five, that would strengthen a particular skill that would propel you forward. September was a massive month in terms of a challenge that I brought on myself uh, through Red Hat. I think I mentioned as part of the summer update that I had given uh, a pitch uh, internally about taking on a certain number of clients and uh, free clients for a compressed period of time, all that wave, like it was building, it was building towards the end of the summer, but it landed in full force in September with, so the first session, the first uh, actual session I do with clients, with new clients is two hours. And so I had several of those. I learned the hard way that doing more than one of those in a given day is not a good idea. Uh, I also learned the limit of coaching sessions that I can do in a row. I couldn't kind of knew it before, but September was really, it was intense in terms of the number of sessions I was doing a week. I really, really, really saw some techniques get sharpened and improved as a result of that. But also kind of exhausting and also kind of taxed my uh, scheduling skills. What I loved about this process too was I love the process of starting from scratch with people. If you've done any work with me, uh, like we always talk about values. So it's values discovery. There's kind of three components to my startup process today, which could change in the future. There's a what's called the wheel of life. So if you Google wheel, wheel of life, I can also link to it. It's a CTI tool. Uh, we talk about that. We talk about your values, um, some people are familiar with what that means and what that is. Many people are not. And it's really fun to see people's minds blown in the same way my mind was blown when I first learned about values. So we do that. We check in on those values, how well they're being lived out or honored in people's lives. And then there's, I don't know, six, eight, 16, 17, 18, 19 questions that probe into different things. And it's been really, really fun having gone through the process now so many times to see all of these things tie together and kind of reinforce and support each other. And as a result of that, some common themes typically come out in this session in terms of things that people weren't aware of that become really clear in terms of something they want to work on, something they weren't aware of, something that they're not honoring in their lives that they thought that they were. 
it's just been really kind of fun to see that whole intake process that has evolved over time really mature. A theme in September was also the notion of slowing down. So if you watch any of Rich Litvin's coaching demos, he has a real presence to him and he does slow down. Uh, In fact, I've never seen someone pause so long before. So every time he starts talking, he just pauses in just kind of this very natural, almost zen-like way. And related to this, I got some really valuable feedback from a client that I was going too fast. And what I learned from this is that each person has their own speed. And it's also amazing. I've also often advocated this in my meeting facilitation techniques and talks I've had with people is waiting that extra split second after you you think that there's nothing more. It's amazing to me how many times I think, okay, there's nothing more here, but I'm going to wait just a little bit longer. And then someone will say something really profound or they'll add something else that they thought wasn't there simply because I left the space and left the silence in the room for them to say that one extra thing. I can't say enough, too, about the value of feedback and how much I appreciate it. It's not always easy to hear, but it changes everything and it strengthens. It can strengthen and it can also, I think, maybe destroy is too strong of a word, but it can also show you what's really there. And so what I mean is when I get feedback from someone on something that's not working for them, I believe it's a way of of deepening the relationship and showing how serious I am and that I'm taking what they're saying seriously because I'm going to try to honor it or we're going to try to dig into it and make sure I understand what they're saying and really get clear on what needs to be different or what needs to change. Now, I'll also say that if you're working with a coach and you go through this process and you don't have a positive experience, that tells you something about the coach and about the situation as well. So I think it's always worth doing. Maybe always is too strong of a word, but I would say that 99% of the time, (laughs) if something isn't working, particularly in a coaching relationship, speaking up sooner rather than later is usually the right way to go. Another part of slowing down was a realization that all the things never get done. I had this conversation with a client as well, and we were kind of talking about the idea of being overwhelmed and that there's so many things to do. (laughs) The insight popped into my mind of, well, have you ever gotten everything done? And the answer, of course, was no. And then my follow-up thought there was, and are things mostly pretty much going okay? Yeah, yeah, they are. So where do we, how, how is it that we live under this illusion that we've got this huge list and it all has to get done? So I think that's another aspect of slowing down that I found too, which is I can't get it all done. When I try to get it done, all done, it's almost more exhausting than if I picked what I thought were the most important things and focused on them and just set the others aside, that that would actually be a better approach. This was also a month of waiting and gearing up. Next month, I'll have some news about some new things that I'm up to. 
And those things took a really long time <laughs> to come to fruition. A lot of it was just continuing to show up, talk to people, network, talk to other people, just continuing to serve and work on my skills and, again, show up. Also from something I read in Steve Chandler, or maybe it was somewhere else, it was the idea of being very conscious about what I'm working on. Actually, I think it was Steve Chandler and his idea of email, which I talk about in a different episode. I tried to be very, very conscious about working in time blocks and then picking exactly what I was going to work in in that time block versus, well, I'm in a time block and I'm working you know, against this 30-minute timer, so that counts. And instead, just saying, no, I am picking this one thing, I will work on it until it's done or until the timer rings, and then I will pick the next thing. That reduced this sense of fragmentation that happens when you just constantly context switch all over the place. I found that that brought more of an element of peace, clarity, focus, and over time, particularly starting earlier in the day, really helped build momentum in the day. I use this also on a smaller scale with getting my inbox to zero. Um, I know there are different philosophies on the value of doing that based on my little technique and approach. It's where I go. And usually getting down to those last 20 is where the pain is. And so I just set the timer for 10 minutes. And it was like 10 minutes, work on whatever you can. And over time, <laughs> I eventually did get that inbox to zero. To play with different time blocks, the key here is the commitment and the discipline to focus for a certain amount of time. I hate packing for trips. Hate it. It always takes me forever. It seems like sometimes it takes a whole day. So I've recently, for recent trips, I've been setting a timer for 20 minutes, which is for the next 20 minutes, you have to be packing. You just turn yourself inside out to do everything you can to pack. Now that could include putting clothes in the suitcase. It could mean picking clothes. It could mean, oh my gosh, there are no clothes to pick. I need to start a load of laundry. These timer blocks, and these, and again, shorter timer blocks, could be 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 20 minutes, are really good for those tedious, painful things that you just don't want to do, but that really, if you want to get ahead, you got to grind them out. The last highlight, discovery, uh, whatever you want to call it, for September was my tracking system mostly works and it's working pretty good. So I use Trello for kind of my deep storage of like all the detailed to-dos and things that I want to be reminded of. So I set a date on that card. So I subscribe to the board and then I put a date on the card and then I get an email when that date is coming. And so I saw this happen in a really positive way where I've been wanting to do a little weekend trip with my son and it had been on there for a while and I had forgotten to make some reservations or look for a place that I could make reservations. And so the reminder there triggered me that, hey, you better do something about this. And it reminded me a few times because I kept putting it off. And finally, I used one of these timer blocks to say, okay, set the timer for 30 minutes and go find a hotel or uh, see if you can get a reservation at this water park or museum or whatever we were doing. And I had to come back to it, you know, in two or three or four different iterations, but I got it done and it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't had the reminders. And if I hadn't employed this technique of just 
doing the timers and just kind of grinding it out. So the way I also use the email is when I get this email reminder in my inbox, I don't delete the email until I've actioned the card. Typically, I just click on the link in the card or click on the link in the email, which takes me to the card. And then I either kick the due date forward so it'll remind me again, or I just address the card then. The beauty of this too was that I had kept throwing this stuff on the calendar, throwing it in Trello. And when it came down to it, there was a coaching event that I really had planned, that I planned to go to out of town that weekend. And by the way, I'm not sharing this to get gold stars because it's really not the point. <laughs> I haven't always made the right decisions, but I really felt like in this, in this case, it was clear. Can I do this coaching activity another time? Yes, I can. Can I do this weekend trip with my son another time? I probably could, but it's something that I've really been wanting to do. And so I just said, you know what? This time we're doing the weekend trip with my son. Well, the reason it was possible was that I made a conscious decision that, yes, I want to do this trip. And then I was intentional. And then I took the actions to, again, it wasn't this magic thing where I just sat down and I knew what to do. It was that I took the actions repeatedly over several different iterations as I, you know, follow this commitment to, I've set the timer, I got to get this done. And it really paid off. We went away. We had a great weekend. We had a fun time created some really good memories. And I guess I'd like to credit the fact that this system is mostly working and that I followed it. That's not always the case. So my challenge to you would be, how good are your systems for not letting things that are important to you fall through the cracks? And what actions might you want to take or new systems they could be like little microsystems. I'm not saying like over the top complex, but what might you want to try maybe in the next week in terms of is a setting a timer for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or um, some type of thing. I guess this kind of gets back to my thing at the beginning about building habits that will propel you forward. What new habit around your systems that keep, thing, keep things organized and moving in your life might you want to experiment with and try to refine in the coming weeks or months? As always, if something jumped out at you and what I shared here that you'd like to discuss more, love to do that with you. Send an email to podcast at johnpolster.com. More than one listener has taken me up on this and it's led to amazing things. I think I mentioned in one episode, there's someone that I talk to almost every month and that, came, that was someone that I had met before, but they took me up on my offer at the end of one of these podcasts to have a conversation. And those conversations are ongoing. In fact, they're going to be in a few future episodes. So you just never know. So reach out. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to The John Polster Show. Notes, links, and all that other good stuff for this episode are at johnpolster.com slash podcast. Send your questions, ideas, or a simple hello to podcast at johnpolster.com. Want to stay up to date on new episodes and receive notifications of upcoming events? Register your email address at johnpolster.com slash updates. <laughs>